Welcome to Murder Bucket, the podcast where I dive deep into murders, paranormal activity, abductions, kidnappings, and weird stuff. I'm your host, Hannah. Let's see what I'm going to pull out of the bucket this week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good evening, everybody. Are you as excited for this episode as I am? I am so excited to answer all the questions that you submitted. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get started. Question one, what podcasts do I listen to? On my podcast app, I have That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, Tony Evans Sermons, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, My Favorite Murder, The Murder Squad, Ear Biscuits, She Reads Truth, Morbid, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, Twisted Philly, Knowing Faith, and finally, Help Me Teach the Bible. Question two, what true crime case slash conspiracy or whatever fits your show do you think you 100% know the answer to? Well, I can answer this almost immediately. I think I 100% know what happened to John JonBenet Ramsey. I think her brother Burke killed her because he was jealous of all the media attention that she was getting and the attention she was getting from her parents and everywhere else that he was sick of it and wanted her gone. And I believe that he did it, he told his parents, his parents freaked out, and they helped him cover it up. Now, I can't even imagine finding out that one of my children might have killed another one of them and even helping them cover it up because I love my child, but if they did something like that, even to another one of mine, I would definitely have to go straight to the police. Now I know there is nothing that we can do to predict what we would actually do in a situation, but I hope that's actually what I would do. So question three, if you could solve any case and know exactly what happened, what would it be? I listened to a podcast a while back called Somebody Knows Something. The first season was all about the disappearance of Adrian Naughton. He was a five-year-old boy who went missing in Ontario, Canada back in 1972. Every single time David Riggin, who was the host, tried something new to try and locate him, I got excited because I wholeheartedly believed that he was going to figure out what actually happened to him. I mean, my heart breaks knowing that this family has had to deal with this tragedy for so many years, not knowing exactly what happened to their child, and... I just hope that maybe one day somebody somewhere can finally figure out what happened to him or can at least confess to possibly doing something to him. Question four, what are your favorite books? I love 112263 by Stephen King, Ready Player One 
by Ernest Klein, The Shack by William P. Young, Truck A Love Story by Michael Perry, and Ava's Man by Rick Bragg. Question five. If you could have any guest on your show, who would it be? I would have to say it would be Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder. This was the very first true crime podcast that I ever listened to. They taught me that it's not weird to be interested in this kind of stuff and that it's 100% okay to talk about. I also love the fact that they keep things real. They don't hide anything that's going on in their lives and they talk about things such as being former drug addicts, having mental illness, going to therapy, all those kind of things. I honestly wish that more people would be able to talk about those things and it wouldn't be kind of more of a taboo subject because I've been to therapy, I've had issues with mental illness, and I honestly just wish that more people would be open to talking about it. Question six. How long does it take you to create a podcast episode from start to finish? So I record my episodes on Monday, and by Tuesday, I can usually figure out what I'm going to talk about the next week. So that entire time leading up to my new episode is how long it takes me to write. I try and write the episodes any chance that I get, maybe on my lunch break at work or when I get home and they're hanging out after my child has gone to sleep. And then I usually just record and edit the same night that I'm uploading. So I have recorded and edited this episode tonight. Question seven, where do you get your material? Uh, I get my material everywhere. Wikipedia, online newspapers, YouTube, Netflix documentaries, other podcasts, online magazines, literally anywhere you could think of getting information that's where I get it. Now, with COVID and most libraries kind of being either limited capacity or closed, I can't go there. But hopefully when COVID is either subsided or maybe over at some point, I will probably do a lot of my research there because they have lots of information. Question eight, how did you get started with your podcast? COVID made me start my podcast. Even though I was working full-time and I have a child and I have a house to take care of and a husband, I really needed something to occupy myself since everything around us was closed and we couldn't go anywhere. I was getting really tired of doing DIY projects around the house, binging TV shows, or, you know, just being a couch potato. And a friend of mine had a microphone and they let me use it. Question nine. What is your ultimate life goal? I think everybody's life goal might be the same. Uh, Mine is to be happy, healthy. I would love to have a big family. And I would love to have no huge worries in my life. Question 10. Is cereal a soup? I'm going to have to say no on this one. I only know of one cold soup, which is called gazpacho. And I don't really like it, so I think that kind of answers the question. I know that has nothing to do with this, but I have no idea how to answer this. Sorry, guys. Question 11. If you could listen to only one podcast forever, what would it be? 
Well, at this time, I would have to say that's messed up an SVU podcast because over the past two years, my husband and I have actually watched every single episode of SVU because we were trying to get caught up with the most recent season. I am obsessed. I mean, I've seen every single episode probably multiple times. And guys, come on. Mariska Hargitay is a babe. I don't care what anybody says. She is adorable. Question 12. What has been the most challenging and rewarding aspect of your podcast? I think the most challenging thing has been actually looking for cases. I want to do more cases that aren't done that often or ones that not a lot of people have heard of or really researched. I don't want to do, obviously, more things that everybody hears on the news or other podcasts have done recently or there's been a lot of coverage on because little tiny cases need to be heard. Things that go on that nobody talks about needs to be talked about. I think the most rewarding part of my podcast is learning about all the different cases and the things that weren't told right off the bat without some serious research. Because let me tell you, I have gone into some dark YouTube holes and some Wikipedia holes and some Google holes to where I don't even know half the time how I got to a website because that's not where I started. Another rewarding aspect of this podcast is all of the friends that I have made on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. I've been included in so many group messages and been able to have full-blown normal conversations with people that I probably wouldn't have if I had ever started this podcast. So thanks for being my friend. Question 13. Is pizza a sandwich? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's a completely separate food group. I think a sandwich has to have two pieces of bread, but I know there's open face sandwiches, so don't come at me on that one. But no, I really don't think pizza can be a sandwich. Question 14. What is your favorite paranormal story? So I actually really love hearing stories that people tell about the Gettysburg Smoking Bridge. I've heard that if you go to Gettysburg and you go late at night on some bridge that you can light a cigarette, put it on the railing of the bridge, ask the ghost a question, and the ghost will smoke the cigarette. I've never been there. I've never seen it. I've only heard other people tell it. But I think it would be kind of cool. But I also have my own personal paranormal story. When I was in high school, I used to work evenings at an assisted living as a nursing assistant. I would walk around the complex with another nurse checking on all the residents. We would make sure that every resident had their evening meds, check to make sure if they needed anything before they went to bed, and then make sure that all the exterior doors were locked. We also had this call system where it was this button that the residents could wear around their necks or on their pants or something to where if they pushed the button, if they needed help, it could tell us where they were and who it was that was calling. 
So one evening while we were doing our rounds, one of the residents pushed their call button and it said they were on some separate wing of the assisted living far away from where their actual room was. So we thought it was just a little odd. So we went down that hallway and there was nobody there. We didn't really think anything of it at first. So we went back to our station, kind of waited to see if anybody called us needed some help. Probably maybe an hour has passed and their call button goes off again. But this time it goes off in a completely different hallway. Again, not anywhere near their room. So we go down that hallway. There's nobody there. This time, we think it's a little weird. So we decide to go to this resident's room. We walk in. We don't turn any of the lights on. We walk in and we say, hello, is everything okay? And we hear, hey, can you help me? Well, first off, the hey, can you help me is not in this, this resident's voice. We turn the light on, we walk a little further into the room, we go to where her bed is and see that she's sleeping. Well, we go, we try and wake her up. She wakes up after a couple little nudges, turns over, says, what are you guys doing in here? We said, well, your call button went off, so we wanted to check and see if everything was okay. We can't, We opened the door and heard you say, can you help me? She goes, I didn't say anything. I've been asleep the whole time. I didn't notice you guys were here until you woke me up. So that freaked us out. And I can 100% tell you that I never worked another night shift at that assisted living again. Question 15. What's the first thing that you do in the morning? I'm sure the person who asked me this question probably thought at first glance that this was going to be super simple, but... I'm just going to pull a little wrench here and tell you, for me, it's not simple. So I have this issue with my eyes where they dry out so bad at nighttime when I sleep that they get stuck to my eyelids. And when I go to open my eyes in the morning, I actually tear my cornea. This has been going on since I was a child and I've probably torn my cornea over a thousand times. So I have to do crazy things at nighttime. I have this special little ointment called Muro 128. And this sucker cost about $20 for a tube that's probably the size of my pinky. I have to put a little bit in each eye. Then, get this, I have to tape my eyes shut with medical tape. Yes, you heard that right. I have to tape my eyes closed. Then, I wear a mask over my eyes to keep the tape on. So in the mornings, I have to take the mask off, take the tape off, and put eye drops in my eyes to wash out the ointment. And there you have it. That's what I have to do first thing in the morning. You thought your question was simple, didn't you? Question 16. What TV shows are you into right now? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, The Connors, Law & Order SVU, Criminal Minds, Victoria, Superstore, MasterChef, MasterChef Junior, Hell's Kitchen, Call the Midwife, and Supermarket Sweep. Question 17. Are you usually early or late? I'm usually early. Um, I was always told that if I was early, that I was on time. If I was on time, I was late. 
and if I was late, it was unacceptable. Question 18. What songs have you memorized? Probably the entire Rascal Flats collection. They were my all-time favorite band in high school. But now, if I listen to the radio, most songs on the Y2 Country, Outlaw Country, The Message, The Highway, and Prime Country on Sirius XM, I could probably all sing along. Question 19. What movie title best describes your life? So this question is actually really hard. And I just want to give props to whoever sent me this one. Because I've been pondering this question all week. And I cannot pick one that fully describes it. There are just too many movies out there that might, in some form, describe it. But I just can't find the correct answer. Question 20. What takes too much of your time? All right, guys. Here goes my guilty pleasure. I take too much time scrolling nonstop on TikTok. Yep, TikTok. I am 30, almost 31 years old, and I'm obsessed with TikTok. I also take too much time chilling on Instagram and watching videos on YouTube. Question 21. Favorite pizza toppings? I love spinach, tomatoes, and extra cheese. Question 22. What is your favorite piece of podcast equipment? I'm honestly going to have to say Audacity because it's super easy to learn. And well, this girl likes easy. Question 23. What's the name of your fantasy football team? This one's also really hard because I'm not that big of a football person. I'm more of a baseball kind of girl, so I've honestly never thought of it. And I can't really figure out what my football team name would be. Sorry. Question 24. What are just three of the podcasts that you really enjoy? I love That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, because they talk about a specific episode and then pull out what murder or case or story this episode kind of came from. I also love the armchair expert and of course, like always, my favorite murder. Question 25. What is your favorite horror movie? Don't have one? Either way, apparently I have to explain this. I am a chicken when it comes to watching horror movies. My husband has tried for so many years to get me to watch them with him, but I've tried and failed. I end up like a little kid getting nightmares for weeks. I can't seem to get past what is real and what is not, so I don't really like them. I let him watch horror movies with his friends, and I just kind of scurry to another room. Question 26. Which case first got you interested in true crime? It's going to have to be the John Benet Ramsey. I mean, it was just a young girl that was murdered inside her home, and to this day, no one knows what happened, except the murderer. I wish that the truth would just be figured out and that justice would be served. Question 27. What is your favorite sports team? I love Texas Rangers baseball and Texas A&M football. But being here in Maryland, I don't usually get the opportunity to watch the games live 
unless I pay for a subscription. And, well, I'm way too cheap for that nonsense. Question 28. Do you know any creepy sports stories? So this is not creepy, but it is interesting. And my father-in-law told me about it the last time that he was up here. So June 9th, 1974, the Cleveland Indians had a 10-cent beer night. Yep, you heard that right. 10 cents for beer. That was their first mistake. Cheap beer at a baseball game. Another issue was the bench-clearing brawl that happened between them and the Texas Rangers just six days earlier. So during this game on June 9th, the intoxicated crowd began to misbehave. There were people running onto the outfield, mooning fans in the bleachers. A woman ran into the Indians' on-deck circle and flashed people and even tried to kiss the umpire. Then there was a naked man that ran onto the field and slid into second base. Then things took an even worse turn. As Leron Lee of the Cleveland Indians hit a line drive that hit Texas Ranger pitcher Ferguson Jenkins in the stomach, causing him to fall, the fans began to chant, Hit him again! Hit him again! They also started to throw hot dogs onto the field and firing fireworks at the Texas dugout. And after nine innings of consuming an incredible amount of 10-cent beer, it got even worse. A fan tried to steal a hat from Texas player Jeff Burrow. He tripped and fell to the ground. Texas Ranger manager thought he had been attacked, so he charged onto the field with his players right behind him, all welding bats. Most of the fans had knives and chains. Oh, and parts of seats that they had torn off. It turned out into an all-out brawl with the entire stadium. One of the umpires ended up calling the game a forfeit in favor of Texas. Cleveland decided to change their beer nights from unlimited to four beers per person for the remainder of the promotion. And let's just say they haven't done that promotion again, and I can see why. Question 29. Is there any true crime or paranormal story that is too real for you or one where it hits too close so you just won't touch it? So I have a hard time researching cases of babies. Even before having a baby of my own, all those cases just made me so emotional. And now that I have a child, it's even worse. But I also have a case that's really personal to me. When I was younger, my family and I went to a small church in Memphis, and there was a couple at the church that we were all really close to. The wife was very well known, and she helped with every single event that ever went on. There was an event that was supposed to happen at church on a Monday, but she didn't show up, and everyone in the church got really worried. They tried calling her, but no answer, so someone decided to go over to her house to check on her, And when she didn't answer the door, they called the police. So when the police got inside, they did find her on the floor in the kitchen in a pool of blood. And she had been stabbed to death. And it appeared to the police that it was a break-in. A few days later, though, at the funeral, some of the wives, including my mother, went to the husband to give their condolences and to tell him that if they had ever found out who did this, that they would fry him in the electric chair themselves. Well, get this. Two days later, the husband went to the police and confessed to killing her. 
he and his girlfriend had staged a break-in in his own house, dragged his wife from her bed into the kitchen, and stabbed her. Now, he did go to prison, but I don't know what happened after that or how long he was in prison for because I literally can't find anything on the internet about it. I can't find news articles, can't find news stories, nothing. Question 30. What's been the biggest challenge for you in starting and maintaining a podcast? Well, I would have to say that one of the biggest challenges is actually figuring out my name. I had a rough time at the start with choosing a name that another podcast already had. I didn't do enough research before going live and figuring out if somebody else had this name. So I ended up having to change it. There was no harm, was no foul. I figured out how to change the name. I kept going. Now, maintaining is actually kind of hard too. From figuring out episodes each week can be difficult only because I want to research cases, like I said, that aren't really known or talked about. Question 31. What advice would you give to someone starting a podcast for the first time? Go for it. Do it. If you have something that you're interested in talking about and you think that you could do it for episodes on episodes on episodes, go for it. I mean, the worst that could happen is you get tired of it and you quit. That's okay. You'll never know if you are going to succeed unless you try. Question 32. If you could interview any serial killer, alive or dead, who would you choose? I would love to interview Ted Bundy. He was such a charmer and knew how to get away with almost anything. I would love to just know how he did it and what was actually going through his head every time he did something. And the final question. Question 33. What has been your favorite episode so far? I really loved the episode about the interesting and weird museums. I love going to museums, but all of these museums that I talked about a few episodes ago, I had never heard of. And hopefully, when COVID has died down or has gone away, I would really love to visit most of these. Thank you guys so much for sending in these questions. This was so much fun to do and to answer and to kind of ponder on. And I really hope you enjoyed this. Please enjoy this promo from my friend at the Jury Room Podcast. Hi. Welcome to the Jury Room, a true crime podcast. My name is Kevin, and I will be your host on this journey. We'll be covering some of the most heinous, some of the most unthinkable, and some of the most monstrous crimes to ever be committed against humanity. We will be covering cannibalistic serial killers, decades-old unsolved mysteries, cold cases, and missing person cases. The Jury Room Podcast is available on most major podcasting platforms. Please make sure you go, like, 
and leave a review. Now, back to the Murder Bucket Podcast. Thank you for listening to Murder Bucket, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at The Murder Bucket, on Facebook at Bucket Murd, and on Instagram at Murd Bucket.